Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high-vibing friends. I'm so excited you are here as always and have an amazing guest to um, having on the podcast that I invited. Their name is Holly Bertone um, or Burton. I think I'm saying it. Is it Bertone? Okay. Okay. Um, is she's a breast cancer survivor, Hashimoto warrior, number one Amazon best-selling author, and host of the Grateful Warrior podcast. Holly spent 25 years rising through the ranks of consulting and federal government services um, before her failing health shattered her corporate dreams. Since then, she has leaned into her path of true purpose and fulfillment as a gratitude and mindset coach by helping women view their cancer or autoimmune disease and diagnosis as a gift so that they can unwrap the resilience to build fortitude with gratitude. So welcome, Holly. Thanks so much, Caitlin. I'm excited to be on the show. I'm excited to have you. So um, I like to just kind of start out by asking, you know, tell me how you got to where you are and um, why you're doing what you're doing. Oh, sure. And and I'll give you kind of the, the shorter version. I So when I was 38, because everything happened on my 39th birthday. So leading up to it, when I was 38, I was the quintessential overachiever. I had the high stress man- management job at one of those three-letter federal government agencies they make TV shows about. And I raced Xterra triathlons. I was a mountain bike racer. I traveled. I drank margaritas with my girlfriends. I was living in sin with my boyfriend. Like Life was perfect, or so I thought it was. And then on my 39th birthday, I got the phone call from my doctor, and the test results had came back, and I had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer on my 39th birthday. And then two days later, my uh, then boyfriend proposed. So it was, you have cancer and will you marry me? And Mm -hmm. I went through um, surgery, chemo, radiation, along with trying to be a sexy fiance and, you know, being bald and, um, you know, going through like smelling like chemo, which is just, I couldn't even stand to be around myself. And, just all the things. It was um, it was a real blow to the self esteem. But we ended up getting married ten days after treatment ended, mm-hmm. and then um, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to be healthy again and go back out there and do all the things I used to do. And I kept getting sicker and sicker, mm-hmm. and um, I kept going back to my doctor, and they're like, everything's fine. It's just going to take a while for your body to get back to normal. And I'm like, I used to race like triathlons and. These girls, they're in support group. They're out running those 5K pink ribbon races, you know, with their little tutus and being all happy. And I'm like, I can't get out of bed. Something's wrong with me. So that was really the beginning of my uh, second journey with um, then with autoimmune disease and then subsequently um, chronic fatigue. So it was really like a one, two, and then three gut punch to my health um, and my health got so bad in 2017, I was actually forced to resign. And um, so yeah, as the overachiever, I hit rock bottom, not once, not twice, but three times. But it was a journey that really helped me to redefine, um, you know, what I kind of thought was the perfect life back then to really 
totally reshifting my values and everything from there. Oh, I love that. I appreciate you sharing your journey. Um, and it's very, you know, inspiring. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast. It's not only that, um, you know, you've accomplished so much and you've moved through so much, but also to talk about kind of behind the scenes of this and really, um, you know, we, we hear a lot about breast cancer. We see a lot of the support of breast cancer. I think we're aware to a point of what it really is um, behind the scenes of how challenging it can be to be either going through that or having a family member. Um, same with autoimmune. It can be autoimmune is challenging because there's so many different ones that we're not totally sure exactly what that looks like. Um, but I really want to ask too, like, you know, my background is obviously in mental health. And so I'm curious, you know, what it felt like as well as what you did to move through actually receiving those diagnoses. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you asked that, Caitlin. And, you know, and, and it's kind of has two pieces um, of, of that journey in terms of how I got through it. And the first one goes back to when my mother was pregnant with me, she was diagnosed with Addison's disease. Mm. And, you know, so her entire life mantra living with, you know, a very um, complex and rare disease that the doctors back in the early seventies, they didn't know anything about. I mean, they mm-hmm. you know, still don't know much today, but sh- I watched her growing up in times of sickness and health and everything in between. And she always said it builds fortitude. And mm-hmm. I never knew what that meant, but she always like it's builds fortitude. It builds fortitude. And going through my health challenges, I kind of was like, Oh, this is what she's talking about. It builds fortitude. It's the tough times and things like that. Let's pause on that for a second. The second kind of parallel track was because I was diagnosed on my 39th birthday. I kept saying I, uh, my coping mechanism is humor. And I kept saying over and over again, I kept saying over and over again that it was a gift that, um, you know, because I was diagnosed on my, on my 39th birthday, it was a gift. Mm. And I think at some point I said it, so many times it sunk in. I was like, okay, Mm. some girls get flowers, some girls get earrings. My gift was breast cancer. And it was about a month after the diagnosis that I really felt this like peace kind of come over me. And then multiple times with autoimmune feeling that peace come over me and realizing that there is a bigger gift. There is a bigger purpose, but I didn't know what that meant. Right. And it wasn't until um, I was forced to resign I kind of spent the next few months in bed and then I decided to become a certified natural health coach number one. And you know what I thought at the time, most importantly, which I realized was secondary to focus on myself. But then I realized there is so, so much of a bigger impact. And then alongside of that, I really started jumping in to gratitude and mindset Mm. and just became absolutely obsessed with it. And realized that all those years I was close, but I kind of got it wrong that it wasn't the it, it wasn't the hard times to build fortitude, that it's gratitude, that gratitude builds fortitude during those storms of life, regardless of what the storms are. The community that I work with, the, the, the clients that I have, have very challenging um, health you know, challenges but this applies to anyone, whether it's relationships or finances 
or, you know, addiction or anything, the gratitude is what builds fortitude. And it has so many benefits. And that's why I did, I just became obsessed with it. I love it. I think that's a really beautiful perspective to have. And I love that you talk about how you did kind of, in a sense, like you said, maybe get it a little wrong where we do. I think a lot of us think that we grow a lot of, you know, the character and fortitude, like you're mentioning in those hard times. And it's not that it is really in the times where we can really be present with ourselves, where we are kind of feeling a little bit more supported or stable or whatever that is, um, that we can really like build up these things to assist us when it's a challenging time. So, I want to hear kind of what your perspective of or what your definition of gratitude is, because I think that we have this general definition of what gratitude is, but what it really looks like and feels like, I think, is not captured a lot in when we talk about gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. You are spot on with that. And I kind of like to say gratitude is similar to the word water, right? Mm. If you say water, 50 times, it no longer sounds like water. Like it just sounds like some kind of mush word or any word, I guess, for that matter. Um, So that's kind of a fun practice. If you ever want to think about gratitude in this way, just say water as many times as you can and just, just be conscious of where that word takes you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with gratitude is that we think about it like, oh, it's saying thank you, or it's being grateful, or it's making a list of three things. And that's great, but if it's not moving the needle with your mental health, with your physical health, with your emotional health, with your relationships, right? It's not, it, it's not serving you fully. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come in because most people think of gratitude like, oh, I just make a list of three things and I'm grateful. Yeah, but if there's not a transformation, if it's just a list of three things, it's just a list. It's like a shopping list, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't it doesn't do anything other than just crossing, you know, checking checking off of a box. So it's that inner transformation that really it changes like your entire physiology. You know, it it changes your brain, it changes your body, it changes everything. It changes the relationship that you have with food. It changes the way that you show up in life, it changes your relationships. That is what gratitude can do. I love that. And it's so true because, you know, we talk about, um, you know, just talking about the chemistry in our body and where our, how we hold so much of our endorphins and different things in our gut. And so that it does when, you know, we see that it impacts when we're happier or practicing gratitude that we are, we do have a different relationship. Like you mentioned with food, we're also Mm -hmm. not using these other things as coping skills to deal with things because we're practicing the gratitude. And I also like that you pointed out the difference between the list and actually practicing gratitude, man. Cause that is like, I will say I am in the, you know, mental health field of professionals. And when you say the word gratitude, it's the first thing that comes up. Well, you know, do a list of your three most grateful things. And to me, I'm like, okay, great. What does that do? Right. And then you watch clients as the list repeats itself. It's like, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for, you know, my job and I'm grateful for my house or whatever it is. It goes through the traditional things and you're not practicing gratitude when you're doing that. So I like that you talked about there is this difference between what actual gratitude practice looks like and how you can know if you are practicing gratitude or not is looking for, like you said, those transformations. Cause that's 
that's a missing piece that I think, um, like you said, I like that you also use the analogy of water because I think too, when you said that before you even said the language piece of it, it made me think about how, um, like dilution, like it just becomes so diluted Mm -hmm. and like, we don't even have like the same idea of like what to even do. Like, you know, water just becomes part of everything. Same thing with gratitude. It needs to become part of everything. However, we've kind of lost the idea of like what this really means to do. So you have this phrase, which I really like. Um, I was looking at it and it caught my eye. You said grumpy warriors to grateful warriors. Yes. I love that. Um, Tell me a little bit more about what you mean by a grateful warrior. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, the, the biggest thing is, um, the, the biggest thing that I see in my community is when individuals first join Pink Fortitude, there's like a really quick survey that I, that I give out and the results are disturbing because mm. 75% of the respondents, and this is on a consistent basis, say that they can't get gratitude to work for them or that they're not deserving of gratitude or that they've tried to, you know, they've tried to make the list of three things and it doesn't work. And that's really my passion for being so obsessed with, you know, gratitude kind of being that top layer of all aspects of your health and wellness. And yeah, I love like thinking of it from, you know, kind of that grumpy worrier from basically, um, you know, and you probably see this a lot in the mental health space, like, your stress level and your, you know, your, your, the sympathetic state is so strong that basically you're about a second or a minute away from anyone or anything just triggering you to some kind of angry outburst or emotional outburst, or, you know, whatever that looks like, or you're having a great day and your spouse comes home and your spouse is in a bad mood. And then all of a sudden you're in a bad mood. So it's, you know, really letting kind of the moods and everything like that from other people affect you and, you know, kind of going from that place of being a grumpy warrior. And that's okay. Like we've, you know, we, not just from individuals with health challenges, but just collectively, and especially the last few years, we've been through a lot. So it's okay to be grumpy. It's okay to be in that place. Um, But really what I do is I take my clients through a journey to become grateful warriors, to be in that place where, and I love the juxtaposition of gratitude with that kind of warrior strength, because it's, it's mental toughness and it's physical, you know, physical strength. You know, I had a client go from not leaving the house for years to walking every single day in nature, like that's physical strength. And, you know, but in a place of just that calm, centered, balanced, in control of your emotions, you know, and that's also really big thing too, that I see is, is going from that place of feeling like life is out of control to feeling like you are in control, because there are a lot of things that you can control, even when you feel like life just keeps happening all around you. So that's kind of the difference between the two. I love, I love the difference and kind of how you even put it because um, 
it can be really challenging to get in that state of just feeling like you're checking off the boxes or where you are kind of in this constant worry. And then I feel like we spiral even more because we worry about like, oh shoot, I'm worrying and I shouldn't be worrying all the time. Um, And so I like that you kind of talk about how it is really a difference to get to that warrior space and it is okay to be grumpy, but at the same time, we have the ability to change and get to kind of this space of where it's a choice if we are going to be grateful and how we move forward in things that are challenging. Like you have very much exemplified with, um, you know, your journey with health and and different things like that. Yeah. Do we have time for a really quick story? Absolutely, please. So, yeah. And I talked about one of my clients, but I like Mm -hmm. to give a personal story too. And you know, gratitude, it's not an on-off switch. It's not like one day you're going to be like, oh, I'm grateful. I'm totally transformed. It is a long journey. And especially when you obviously, you know, in the, in the mental health space, like dealing with those emotions and kind of processing through some really strong emotions and even some trauma, it can be a very long journey, but it is a very beautiful journey. And so uh, before the pandemic back in 19, my husband and I drove, we took a road trip across country and we're driving back. We've been driving for 12 hours. I called the hotel. They said they had a, a room. It's 90 degrees outside. It's the middle of summer. We get there and the room isn't ready. It's like seven o'clock at night. We're exhausted. We had to wait like 20 minutes. And it's not like we could go anywhere else because there's hotels an hour away. So we finally get to our into the room and the air condition was broken and broken to a point. And and basically he was like, all the rooms are booked, right? So it's not like we had a choice and broken to the point of, you know, that like slosh, slosh, slosh when carpets wet, that's exactly what it felt like. It was like, we walked on the floor. The second we walked in, it was like slosh, slosh, slosh. Ugh. I don't even want to think about the mold, mm-hmm. but um, so then I go down there, the, the room didn't have any towels. So I go down and my husband went along because he's like, back before gratitude, like I'm a bit of a fiery redhead (laughs) and poor customer service was definitely one of my places where I was not um, my best self. Let's just put it that way. So he followed me down because he's like, okay, it's been a long day, but this is going to be entertaining. Get out the popcorn. Let's watch my wife go in full on (laughs) exorcist head spinning split pea soup, right? So I go down and, you know, the ho- the hotel manager was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have any clean towels. And he pulls out this like one washcloth. He's like, I've got this. And we're both like, okay, we've been traveling. We're disgusting. <laughs> and I looked at him. I didn't even think about it. And I said, thank you. I said, we're just grateful to have a room to sleep in a roof over our head tonight. And my husband looked at me and he's like, who are you? And I just kind of was like, what just happened? That is gratitude. That's when you know that it works in your life, that the things that used to bother you or the places where you weren't your best self. And then now all of a sudden, these different words come out of your mouth and these different actions and it's automatic. And that is a true transformation. And that is a transformation that is a permanent transformation. Mm, I love that. I think that's um, earlier you had talked about kind of this idea of changing kind of the chemistry of the physiology of our body with gratitude and that being a big part of transformation. And as you're saying, this is automatic. It really is. And I think it's super amazing to see that, that we are actually creating like these new neural pathways in our brain, these new ways that we do react because like you're saying, you were tired, you, you know, had been traveling, but the automatic reaction was to say, thank you. And it, 
I mean, and that shows too, right? Like not even just saying that is an automatic reaction. Like, you know, in the traditional kind of counseling world, it's like the stop, like, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you tired? Whatever it is kind of figuring that out because that's when we have the the reactions that are the most intense and triggered. But with you showing like you were having all those things where you're like, I'm hot. I'm, you know, I've been, I'm tired. I've traveled. I'm gross. <laughs> And really showing that that true reaction is gratitude, um, which is a powerful place to be. And I also like to point out to you, like, I totally resonate with the piece of like the fiery redhead. Um, <laughs> so when you said that, I was like, hmm, I've had a couple of times where my husband's like, this is going to be entertaining, like exactly what you said. And it really has taken me years to kind of transform that as well and get to a place of where, and I'll say I'm still in the journey. There is still absolutely, oh, yeah. I have me not <laughs> gotten to that. Um, but I notice, you know, that through my kind of what I've learned of, you know, being the immediate reaction of that fiery, intense, this is what I need. This is what needs to happen versus coming from a gratitude space of, you know, I really do appreciate that we have a room over, you know, room to sleep in and a roof over our head. Um, the reaction from others is a lot different and a lot better too. So it goes even more towards this idea of when you're coming from a space of gratitude, you're allowing others to come from that space as well, that, you know, they're doing the best that they can too in a situation like that. So I, um, I really love kind of the, the two sides of this and how it really affects others as well. And I'm glad you brought that up, Caitlin, because in, in that, um, when we were there, you know, the manager had said what a horrible day he had. So Mm. this was a gift to him that he actually had a customer that wasn't yelling at him that just said, thank you. Mm -hmm. So he was able to receive that gratitude. And then he was able to be in a better space to communicate with the next angry customer. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've talked a lot about what gratitude can look like, what it can feel like. How do we start practicing actual gratitude? I am so glad you asked. And I love, first of all, I kind of use this as a two-pronged approach. First of all is I'd like to say that meet gratitude where gratitude is at and let gratitude meet you where you're at. And oftentimes, like if you're a parent, like you understand this, like kind of talking about your child, like really meeting your child where they're at. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same way with gratitude. Like gratitude is there for you, but we're all so different. We're mm-hmm. all very different. We all have different personalities. And I actually like a personality-based approach to gratitude. It's what I teach. Mm-hmm. And it's based off of um, Dr. Robert Rome's DISC profile. Mm-hmm. So, and I can just go through really quick if you That'd want to the different kind of personalities, which mm-hmm. one are you and some um, ways to practice gratitude. And if you're listening, you're probably going to resonate strongly with one and maybe a little bit with a couple. So you can take each of the ideas with whatever resonates with you the most. But if you're someone who is kind of that type A, you know, super driver, driver, little aggressive, just kind of go, 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 um, <laughs> you're, you're going to have a harder time getting into that quiet space to be grateful. So the best place to start is meeting you where you're at. And that is actually kind of having fun with gratitude, making it a little bit of a game and even being competitive. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to start there. It's not okay to stay there. You want to see the transformation, but to actually start there, right? Because that's the other thing I see too, like, oh, I tried it and it doesn't work, right? Or they get bored with it or I can't do the list. So Mm -hmm. if you are kind of that type A personality 
to, you know, maybe be in charge of the, the dinner time and go around and have everyone talk about what they're grateful for or challenge yourself with as many things as you can come up with as possible. And that's a great way to start. If you're someone who is like the life of the party, then you are going to want to get everyone else involved in gratitude with you. So you're going to be texting your friends or maybe posting on social media, things like that. If you're someone who is more heart-centered, you're going to want to go really, really deep with one thing. So you're going to think of one thing that you're just really, truly grateful for and just go really, really deep and get really quiet and have that quiet space with that one thing. And then if you are um, more analytical in nature, and you are that list maker, then that is a good place for you to start. And again, these are just places to start to just get you excited about gratitude, to start looking at gratitude a little bit differently, that it is there for you. And there's a lot of different ways to get started so that you can start down that path of a true transformation. I love that. I love your approach to making it really work for your personality because I think that we are so different and um, everything we do is different that works for us individually. So having kind of a place to start, I liked that like right when you were like, hmm, if you know you're a little bit more of that type A, I am 100% that type A. I am go, go, go. I'm really driven. But I loved that idea of like, oh, okay, I can make this like okay, let's go around the table and share. And so that piece really resonates with me um, where I do. Sometimes I have a challenging time being in that driven space to go really into one thing that I'm super grateful for. So I was just kind of like, I can really see how that can impact, um, but also how you could use each one of those at different times based on how you're kind of uh, in your mind state and your heart state. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so with going back to that idea of the gratitude warriors of the grateful warriors, there is, um, was this thing on your one sheet, which I really liked. And it said three things that grateful warriors do differently. And I'm curious, what do they do differently? They, okay. So number one, they, um, they know what I call discernment, right? Like Kenny Rogers, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, what was it? The gambler, no one to hold him, no one to fold him, no one to walk away, no one to run, right? It's discernment. They know to say yes to what lights them up mm. and to say no to what doesn't. Um, number two, they are leaders in their own life. And again, we all have challenges that's going on in our lives. And we can look at it from a space of, you know, what was me or kind of being in that victim mentality, Mm -hmm. or we can look at it from a space of, I am a leader in my life and I am responsible for my life. And I'm going to step up and do the things that it takes to make the, make the changes. And even if those are difficult conversations or courageous moves, um, you know, to, to have that fortitude, that mental strength to do it. And then number three is to not let the external influences affect their moods. And, you know, again, I kind of talked about the spouse coming home in a bad mood and realizing like, okay, that's a boundary. That's their bad mood. That's not my bad mood. I'm still in my space Mm -hmm. and really having that place of, you know, whether you're on Facebook and someone says something that you don't agree with, you're like, like, okay, that's their opinion. I don't have to get worked up about it, even if I disagree with it, even if I vehemently disagree with it, that's their opinion. That's okay. I'm okay with my opinion. And that in and of itself just puts us in such a great, 
it's a, such a better headspace. And, you know, it puts us in that, you know, more of the parasympathetic, parasympathetic state, that rest and digest versus that stress state. And, um, you know, helps keep us calm and helps reduce inflammation and helps us just be more centered and balanced. Those are, those are really, really important. I like those kind of, um, principles or, you know, however you identify them. I think that, that the boundary one really hit with me. I actually just had a, a conversation with a client yesterday and they were talking about, I really struggle with other people's emotions and feelings impacting my own. And, you know, they said, I'm not sure how to deal with that. And it was, they were talking about their kids. So it's, you know, that's a really big thing, right? Coming home, their kid is having a very challenging day. And um, they're like, I don't know what to do to not allow it to affect me. They were like, they went to sleep and I was immediately depressed and was crying because I just felt all this heaviness from my, my kiddo. And we talked about that boundary piece and how, Yes, it's extremely challenging with our family, even more so, but having that boundary and realizing that you can care and show empathy and help that person in need at the same time as protecting your own space and your own mood. So I love that that is a principle. And then I also really like the discernment you talked about with knowing what when to say yes to what feels right. Oof, that obligation piece, I feel like is so ingrained in our society right now um, because we get so stuck in that people pleasing of, I don't want others not to like me. And I get it, basic human need, want to be accepted, but man, that is challenging. So I think that those um, three things as I'm going to work on that and, you know, work towards being kind of that gratitude warrior, the grateful, grateful warrior. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I want to ask too, there's one other thing that I really was very interested in. It was the top three reasons that gratitude right now isn't working for you. The top three reasons that gratitude isn't working. And I think the biggest thing is the, um, is really that gratitude treadmill mm-hmm. and to just being on the, I'm going to make the list of three things and then I'm going to forget about it. And then something's going to come up and then it's just constant. And then you're like, you know what? I just give up. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, The second thing is the, um, the action versus the transformation that Mm. we talked about. And then the third thing I think really is being in that place of looking at it from kind of a, a sink that's clogged up, right. Mm -hmm. To, you want to like get rid of all that sludge, right? You don't want that greeting you in the morning, your toothpaste on top and gross stuff flying around on Mm -hmm. the sink, right? You want to get rid of that sludge first and build, you know, so that everything is flowing, it's flowing freely. And that is that gratitude will then give you that space. I love that. Yeah. It's definitely, I think you, you kind of touched on a similar, the similar idea of that earlier of, you know, just like our journey with anything, it, is just that it's a journey, right? It's not a quick fix. And so, you know, implementing gratitude, even though we may have felt like we had implemented gratitude before, or we've had moments of gratitude, absolutely in our lives, it's a different practice, as you're saying, to really allow the transformation through gratitude to occur by making this work for you through kind of your approach, which I really like of using it um, based on personality. I think that's a really big difference. Yeah. Thanks, Caitlin. Of course. Um, So I want to, I feel like I could ask you so many more questions, but I'll be respectful (laughs) of your time. Um, And I do want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with us. Um, And then I also want to thank our listeners. 
you guys are awesome. I'm glad you came and spent some time with us. I also have a link that you can click on in the episode notes from Holly um, that you can get a hold of her, get some more information um, about what she does and where she's at and how you can implement our gratitude in your life. Um, and then as always, subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if you have any other questions. Um, love to hear your feedback. And I will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you again, Holly. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.